This is your Monday Daily Delivery. I am Michael Rand. Lots going on this weekend. Patrick Royce will help me break it down as he always does in just a little bit. Join me to talk some twins, maybe a little Timberwolves, lots of uh, big picture stuff as well. Great stuff coming up the rest of the week too. Excited to be joined by Cam Bynum in a day or two. Vikings fourth round draft pick this season. Really enjoyed the conversation I had with him um, recently. And uh, hopefully talking to Jeff Munichy as well later on this week for memories of Kevin Garnett and his uh, Hall of Fame induction coming up soon. And a Lynx season preview coming up this week as well. But first, what did I miss? Well, it's an underachieving team in this market right now that had success, Last season, had really high hopes coming into this year, and uh, whose coach, manager, if you will, um, is having a lot of uh, a lot of uh, you know problems this season. A lot of fans upset with uh, with the job performance, and I'm speaking, of course, of Minnesota United and Adrian Heath. Could have been a couple teams. I know that. That's the setup. That's the beauty of that kind of setup. Could have been the Twins and Rocco Baldelli as well. I'm talking in this case, though, about Adrian Heath and Minnesota United. They fall to 0-4 this weekend, losing 3-2 to Colorado, an all-too-familiar late collapse. That, too, could be talking about the Twins. They get up 2-0 in the first half. Really nice away start in Colorado. Give up three, however, in the second half and lose Three to two, Heath admitting as much of uh, bring uh, bring on Brent Coleman in that match to uh, to hopefully stop the bleeding after Colorado had scored twice to tie the game. You know, trying to get some uh, some extra defense um, didn't work. They gave up the third the third goal late. They end up losing three to two. They are the only team in Major League Soccer this season that does not have a point. They are the only team in the Western Conference that doesn't have at least one win. Most teams have played four games already. Now, four games is not a representative part of a whole season, but as my colleague Jerry Zagoda pointed out in his game story the other day, um, MLS teams don't tend to rally from that far down. There's only been twice in the last 20 years that a team has started 0-4 and and made the playoffs. Actually, both of those were last season in, uh, you know, the strange season of uh, you know COVID interrupted and, and things of that nature. So in a normal season, this is just not something teams are able to come back from. And remember, this is a team with really high expectations coming into the season. They made the MLS Cup, uh, almost made the MLS Cup last season. They were up, you know, up two nothing, that familiar lead in Seattle last year, but Seattle scored three times in that uh, in that final final half to uh, to to come all the way back to win that match and, and deny them that bid. And they, they come into the season hoping, okay, did some off-season remaking of the roster, got some veterans in here to hopefully, you know, kind of shore up certain areas that needed to be shored up and, and get better where you need to get better. And, you know, the hope was, okay, the things that went well last year, they'll go well again. And the things that were problems last year, shore them up and and then it'll be okay and that's just not been the case this year this team seems out of sorts they seem you know tired at times they've not had good second halves I mean you go back to this the opener of the season too good first half against Seattle draw draw zero zero in the first 45 minutes end up losing four nothing anytime I watch this team it seems like they're they're playing on their back foot in the second half and that's a problem right you, you got to keep attacking you got to be able to you know, if you're up two, you got to be able to get that third so that it's really feeling like it's out of reach. Or, you know, if you're down or you're or you're tied, 
your level, then you got to get back in there and you, you got you to start making those plays. They just don't seem like they're a team that's been consistently on the attack, especially in the second half. That's uncharacteristic. That's when they were at their best last season, and that's how they expected to play this year as well. So the piece is not fitting together how they want them to right now. I'm not sure exactly what the answer is. Maybe some lineup tweaks. Maybe some, uh, you know, they tried some new things even uh, in, on Sunday night. They tried, you know, a, a different formation. They had, you know, Hassani Dotson way up top now. Um, Reynoso and Dotson uh, both had goals in the first half. So, you know, it was working for a while until it wasn't. And then 0-4, it, you just it's just unacceptable. You, you can't be at that point this season um, and expect expect good things to happen the rest of the year. I mean, there's still time to turn it around, but, you know, again, kind of the, the, the parallel to the Twins, the more you play at that level, the more you expect that to be the case the rest of the year. So we'll see if they can turn it around. They've had a tight turnaround. They play again Wednesday against Vancouver. Uh, maybe they can get their first point at least this season. Uh, we'll, we'll see. But uh, right now, things not going well for the Loons, a team with very high expectations and uh, very little results so far this year. I'm Nyla Jean Myers, Senior Assistant Sports Editor at the Star Tribune. Thank you for listening to Strip Sports Daily Delivery. This work is made possible by our Star Tribune subscribers. For unlimited access to the articles mentioned in this podcast and our coverage of Minnesota sports from pros to preps, go to startribune.com slash subscribe. It's Monday on Daily Delivery. Patrick Royce joins me uh, to talk through the weekend in sports. Look ahead a little bit, uh, Patrick. I don't know how much uh, how much you followed uh, the, the goings on with the, with the Twins this weekend, but they, uh, they they split. I guess is is the way to put it. In Detroit, it was maybe a, a mercy a mercy rain on uh, on Sunday. So now they get two days off to rest uh, to rest that bullpen. I guess is is probably the best uh, best way to put it. But now they get they got two against the white or they got a series against the White Sox starting on Tuesday, three games against the White Sox. And they're already like seven games back of Chicago, 12 and 20 overall. Um, I guess the, the big question I have is they're already struggling, obviously, 12 and 20. They, they've, they've called up a bunch of guys already. They had Derek Law pitching in kind of a tight spot on Saturday, right after they called him up from AAA, kind of this you know minor league veteran. He gives up a, a bunch of hits, and that game gets blown open. Um, not only where where they are right now but in terms of reinforcements and what's going on with triple a st paul this just this, this doesn't feel very optimistic about the cavalry coming to save the day no uh, i mean yeah i i uh, i think i sounded that warning about two weeks ago when i went a week ago when i looked at their pitching staff over there in st paul and they were just there's no phenoms you know there's no not i mean not even phenoms not phenoms there's no big time prospects uh, bailey ober is as close as they got he's a six foot nine right hander who might he's they're used to grooming as a starter he might be able to come in and relieve uh, sometime this year uh the the duran kid the duran guy who's not that much of a kid i guess he's 23 now is down in Fort Myers or something wrong with him. I don't know if he's coming back here shortly or not, but it's uh, when you see all these other bullpens, I mean, even Detroit's bringing in guys who throw hard and uh, these guys are trying to, you know, Derek Law, I knew nothing about him. He had a bunch of uh, strikeouts in spring training. I know that. 
And right away he comes into the game the other day and he's trying to slop curveballs in there. Yep. And I thought, okay, this guy had some arm on him, I thought, but he's uh, you know, I I'm worried about their whole concept of pitching that breaking yep. ball, breaking ball, breaking ball, breaking ball. They never go after anybody. And uh they just, you know, it's 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 they're I think they're over prepared with the scouting reports that uh uh you know, slider's your best pitch, throw your slider. 70 times 70 percent of the time curveball whatever it is you gotta be able to throw it for strikes it doesn't do you any good the old the old theory of throw a fastball get ahead throw another one let them foul it off and then throw a couple of breaking balls but these guys go to three and two all the time from zero to two and what happened to duffy he's yeah, terrible I don't know. where's the fastball yeah he was throwing Two years ago, he was throwing 97 sometimes. I mean, and it's he, he throws 93. His curveball's sloppy. He's slopping it up there instead of spinning it up there uh, with, with a nice little break on it. I mean, he's he was my guy. I was talking about him, uh, you know, that year that they kept bringing him up and down seven different times. And, uh, and uh you know, every time you saw him, his stuff was good. And you thought, hey, where is this guy? I remember talking to him a couple of times. I said, I think you're, I think you're good, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I don't usually say that to people, but he's terrible right now. And then with all that going on, Barrios goes out there and throws up on Saturday. He, he should have, without about three fluky outs there, you know, like the line drive that turned into a, that's an old, grabbed and turned into a double play and then Grossman getting caught off third for no right. reason. And that was a double. I mean, otherwise he gives up seven runs. He was brutal and he's throwing nothing but breaking pitches to throw some fastballs, you know, go after some hitters. Uh, the fact that they, everybody has to try to fool every hitter is just, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I am down on the way they're I'm down, not only on their staff, I'm down on the way they have their staff throwing. It's just so breaking ball crazy that uh, they get themselves in these bad counts. And now you look over in St. Paul and uh, you know, they're, they're starting Tuesday. They have no position players. They ran out of position players yesterday in Omaha. They had eight, eight health. <laughs> I know position players they had to let andrew elbers bat twice when they were three runs behind because they had no players here's the other thing mike i'm i'm beginning to think the worst thing that ever happened to baseball was mris because uh we find out that some guy has an injury you know right whether you know a strain here or something there but this this cannot be normal that a, that a team like the Saints starts on Tuesday with 13 position players and now they got eight left. I know they got one called up. Nick Gordon got called up, but uh, uh, you know, I, I a lot of it's the pandemic. I know it is because I think they have different rules when they bring guys up that right. they have to quarantine for a day or some dang thing. I don't know what's going on, but uh, this. You know, you're playing baseball right now, the Twins. You don't have Buxton. You're one no. great player. You don't have Kirilov. You're one great point of interest, you know. 
Yeah. He hits four home runs in three days. Then the next day he hits two doubles. And then he's done. Four days. Four days. The four-day cure law phenomenon. It lets how long it lasts. And then arise, dumbhead, slides into home plate on his belly. With, he collides with, you know. I mean, yep. he's, he was their best player. So it's uh, it's a complete train wreck. And uh, there there's the idea that somehow... The other thing, Mike, is they've had an easy schedule. I know. That's they have an easy schedule. I know. Now they got, now they're now gonna they got have the... to start playing real teams here pretty soon. Well, they got the White Sox now. I mean, and that's yeah. doesn't give you any optimism. You got, you know, and the thing is you you're down back to one guy in the bullpen that you trust, Taylor Rogers. Right? I mean, that's that's kind of that yeah. feels like 2018, 2019 yeah. all over again. And mm-hmm. your lineup. Like you said, there, there's with with those guys hurt. Like when when Buxton was going and, and playing, when Kirilov was starting to turn it around, you're like, okay, you can start to see how they might be able to piece innings together. And now you just look at their lineup. Every night they're putting somebody out there, two or three different spots where you're like, nah, I don't think that guy's going to get a hit. Like, how, how do you sustain a rally? How do you get a winning streak going? And you know, a, a seven out of nine is the kind of thing they kind of need to get back into any kind of shot at getting back to 500 but it's hard to see it at this point with with you know with the bullpen in the lineup in particular you can maybe see you know if you got a couple good turns in a row from the rotation but even that doesn't feel like it's something you should come to expect and i'm just trying to like i'm trying to figure out how did this go how did this go so bad so fast how did this go from you know it's, expectations we had and the depth we thought they might have had everybody's brought it up but it's 2011 it's that's what it is. It's 2011. I mean, and it, and it seemed like preposterous, but you know, as I I've said this many times and, and the only topic of discussion in Florida in 2011 was, can we beat the ink and the twins beat the Yankees in the, in October finally. And really? they went 63 and 99, you know, because they, yeah. you know, the pitch now that was mostly the pitching collapse completely, but uh, yeah, I don't see uh, much hope here. Uh, and I also see, I don't see this as a group that's going to ride it out. I think that uh, uh, Maeda, all those guys are going to be Brios, you know, if they don't get him signed, Brios, uh, I, I think they're all going to, it's going to be a garage sale. Uh, yeah. In, uh, well, in, MLB, in MLB TV had a graphic already the other day, like potential twins trade targets. And it's like, it's early May boy. That, that, yeah. went, that, that went South fast. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, you know, Nelly, they're not going to get anything for Nelly. And this idea that everybody, you know, what, what won't you do with Snow? I don't know. I don't think they can move him. Do you? No, I don't know what you do with him. I mean, he's, what uh, tomorrow's his 28th birthday like at this point he's yes. he, he's a veteran yeah, yeah he is he is a veteran and, and he's enormous he's enormous when you see him now i mean he made a couple of good plays in first base over the weekend but uh, uh i i don't know i don't know that 305 pound men who are 28 years old are gonna succeed in baseball frank howard was the only 300 pounder baseball history that wasn't a pitcher who did something and he was like six foot eight you know he was a basketball player he was when you saw him he was gigantic but it wasn't like you think this uniform is going to stay in one piece here when he moves uh like uh, miguel i i don't know it's uh i don't know what happened to him between spring of uh last year uh, when he looked pretty dang good 
to uh, what he is now. It's just he's 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 as big as he's ever been. He's not quite as fat in the face and everything as he was in uh, 2019 when he was terrible when he showed up. But uh, he's he's enormous, and uh, I I I don't know. The uh, it's 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 uh, it's a mess. There's no doubt about it. But uh, yeah, they're gonna. Uh, I I don't see hey. Mike, they're playing the White Sox. The White Sox don't have Jimenez. They don't have Robert. They call him. I guess we got to call him Robert, even though it should be Robert. But the, do you look at their outfield? They got a bunch of guys, you know, off the street basically. Uh, Billy Hamilton's been playing some center field for him, for goodness mm. sakes. And yet, when you have good pitching, you can get away with that. And they have pretty good pitching in this team. Yeah. This team does. I I don't know. I don't. I just don't see it. I mean, I'm watching them in Detroit and saying, you know, these are two pretty evenly matched teams. <laughs> right? <You know>? That's that's <laughs> not good. A, that's not good. That this is a battle. That, that shouldn't make you battle. feel good about anything. No, yeah. No, I, I think it's a, I think it's a long summer, and you just hope that this isn't another one of those that uh, that that that, that uh, predetermines about four or five terrible years in a row, like yeah. the last, like it did the last time. Well, that was the thing. You thought they were set up for a pretty wide window. And yeah, this year, the first 32 games calls that into a, into doubt. Um, hey, we got to talk a little bit about the Timberwolves because, boy, uh, if, uh, if you've ever seen a uh, – I've never – I don't know if I've seen a team worse than the Orlando team that I saw last night in that game. Uh, you go into that game, you know, both teams, you know, all they're playing for really is the lottery at this point, but Orlando clearly playing, uh, playing to try to get the, trying to get the lottery luck. The Wolves trying to win, but man, the Wolves are up by like 43 points in the third quarter. Like that, that was barely a replacement level team. Orlando's putting out there on yeah, Sunday night. Well, it's a, uh, you know, that's, you want to know what tanking looks like? Yeah. <laughs> Gentlemen in the NBA and the idea that somehow by changing the odds, teams wouldn't be as aggressively tanking. They have to, and I don't know if they have, but here's what they have to come up with. I think in the NBA, uh, you can, you can't be in the top five more than once in, or, you know, two years in a row, you can't be in the top five. That's, that's okay. my theory as far you got to do something to, okay, you can stink this year, but you can't turn around and do it again next year. And uh, that's, you know, that, that league gets, they have so many problems about, who's going to play tonight and who's going to, and how many teams are trying to lose. It's the only league where that, I mean, baseball, they talk about it, but you know, that's, I mean, you know, tanking is usually just being rotten, but uh, uh, the, the NBA has so many issues compared to every other league as far as who's going to play when you go to this, you know, cause the, yeah. you got to, you want to see the stars, right? And right. They're even, or at least guys you've heard of. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if this was a regular season and you're putting normal crowds in, and Orlando comes to town, I know they don't have eight thousand people there, but that, does anyone deserve to pay for this? It's uh, that the league has so many problems in that way. It's it's unbelievable. But uh, you know, the Wolves are. Uh, uh, Edward strikes again, by the way, what a, what a quote machine is when he, when he explained the town's butler. Yeah. <laughs> Friday night game. That was fun. Yeah. But how about a 19 year old kid having to speak up for this alleged yeah. superstar? It's yeah. uh, a cat 
I I don't know. He's he's I don't I think he's been playing pretty good the last month, but uh but uh, I don't know. This kid is this kid's got so much more juice than everybody else they've had around here. So yeah, he's he's got some lead he's got some leadership to him, which is interesting well, for someone uh, someone so young. My favorite thing of him all year, I guess I mentioned it, is when they were celebrating. They they lost, but they played well because of somebody's birthday. Yeah, it was Wancho's birthday. Wancho's <laughs> yeah, Wancho's so, birthday. Wancho, and then an assistant coach's birthday too. So I like I, I like I mean they you know they can go out and give up 140 points in a heartbeat, but I I think they have a professional coach now and Finch, and you know I'm you know they might win 20 three games, 24 games after we thought they're going to win 15. So that's fine. And now they're going to, people are going to, if they don't get one of the top three, people, ah, they should have tanked. Well, there, there was no guarantee. So try to play some competent basketball for a change and show us a little glimpse of what it might be. Yeah. yeah so I, was, I had, had Gerson Rosas on the show last week and that was exactly what he was saying. And he was saying his point too, is we got to give the pickup at some point. It's either going to be this year or next year. You know, and right now you look at it, I mean, you look at the, here, I'm looking at the, the standings right now and, you know, they're, they're really kind of virtually they're tied with Cleveland and Orlando now at 21 and 47. I've got to think they're probably going to beat Detroit here Tuesday night, just because Detroit's trying hard to lose too. But the, the, the five teams that are, you know, also in this kind of low, low spot in the standings, Houston's one and nine in their last 10, Detroit two and eight, Oklahoma city one and nine, Cleveland zero oh and 10. Orlando three and seven, Wolves six and four. So we can tell who's actually trying yeah, to uh, trying to win still at this point. See, but that, yeah, I mean, I but mean, if they if they finish with the sixth worst record, you know, they might end up giving they might end up giving the you know the sixth, seventh, eighth pick to Golden State, which we you know which is you know not hey, not ideal, but it's not the end of the world. Hey, by the way, is this stupid seven through ten thing permanent or is that pandemic or is that is I don't that know. The I, of it? I hate it. I hate the idea that you're going to let 67% of your league go to the playoffs. It's just idiotic. It's, it's unbelievable to me. I didn't didn't think I was going to like it, but I don't mind it. I think think the theory behind it is okay that they're trying. It feels like they're trying to keep more teams in the mix and standard for people to call themselves a playoff team. It's like the wild trying to say they were in the the playoffs last year. No, you weren't right. You were not in the playoffs because when they first announced it, they announced it as a preliminary round, right? Which is what it was. I, I don't know this, this idea that, you know, you're going to, but I guess that's the future. You know, damn well that baseball is going to have 16, six, six or seven teams in when they finish negotiating the new contract with the players too, if they, if they ever do finish negotiating the play the contract. But uh, I, I don't know. I think it's just stupid, but it is kind of funny to see the Lakers probably ending up in the play-in tournament. That's, and the that's Celtics great. probably too. Oh, Lakers and Celtics both in that play-in tournament. That guy's gonna get fired. They're terrible. They 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 lose. They they must mail it in a lot. They lose by twenty-five frequently. Uh, the, the Celtics. So yeah, that's a know. weird team. They 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 they're supposed to be better this year too. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it is. So yeah, and we got you mentioned when we, before we came out, we got another Bob Baffert controversy. Oh. I uh, I contacted Rachel when he got popped again and she said she was watching the race and said I was rooting I was saying anybody but this horse anybody <laughs> but this horse 
and he ends up, uh, you know, of course, uh, he has no idea how it happened and somebody's spiking their uh, tests or something like that. He's got, he's, you know, he's this dignified looking guy with the right. white hair. He doesn't look sleazy, but it's unbelievable. He's had way too many horses die and, uh, you know, way too many of these cheating controversies. And if, if that second test, that split test comes out, He's going to get slapped down nationally. I think he's going to end up. He's going to end up getting suspended everywhere. I think so. Uh, you know, it's it's it's. But I don't know. I you know I actually missed the Derby this year. I saw the replay, but when I heard one of his horses won, that was a you know a big underdog and right. kind of an unimpressive horse. And my first reaction was, I wonder if they'll pass the drug test. I don't think. I bet. I'll bet he does. My original reaction was, I don't think he'll pass the drug test, and he did. So, and what happens yeah. to people? What happens to all the wagers on a thing like that? I, I was wondering that. When I, they that get came... paid, I believe. They get paid at it's as soon as they're posted, they get okay. paid because they can't. You know, once in a while, wait two weeks to once in a while, you see the sports books getting sued by someone who wants to wants to pay off a ticket, but it never works because it's in the <laughs> when you make a bet, it's in the rules that when when they get paid. So anyway, yeah, you know, that's uh, it. It would be it would be too easy to bet on a Baffert horse if if uh, you'd get paid when they won and then you'd get paid when they got to bet the race that he was running you could get paid paid twice once when he wanted and once when he uh, (laughs) once when he gets taken down you know so i that's not gonna that's not gonna happen but that sports in uh in enough trouble and then you have the biggest trainer in the business turning out to be just a complete uh you know weenie head who keeps getting caught cheating it's uh it's terrible yeah it's uh, uh, it's not good not good for it to say the least well wolves are almost done patrick the twins aren't playing great uh we got to get something oh, to get us to the vikings training camp you think it'll be uh, a wild uh, playoff think it'll be I a wild playoff be... run the links what, yeah. what's going to get us through it looks like they're going to be uh probably be playing colorado first round huh? yeah i i their goaltending is much better than colorado's so i think they got a chance against colorado i think uh it, it's not official that Colorado is going to finish ahead of them either yet. Although no. uh, I, I got to think the wild, they're not going to win them both in St. Louis. So because St. Louis has still got to win a game to get in the playoffs, I think so. And they've had trouble with St. Louis. So two games down there, they'll probably split those. So they're probably end up on the road. Uh, but um, you know, they've had great success against Vegas. Colorado's got more offensive talent than they do, but, the, the wild are better than goaltending and you know there's no guarantee that st louis isn't going to go in and beat vegas too yeah <laughs> yeah st louis is know, one of those teams that could be scary in the playoffs yeah plus hockey is it's I, I always my example lately is the lightning the year they were invincible they got swept in the first round right yep the lightning yep. the next year last year when they weren't nearly as good they won the cup so it's uh it's a, it's a weird thing because when you play to three, anybody can win. That's my, uh, that's my theory on hockey. You know, why are there so many fewer upsets in hockey? I mean, in basketball playoffs than hockey. One of them is playing to 100, 120. Yeah. <laughs> 120. The others play into three. 
that's why. <laughs> you know? Yeah, every other plus, sport pretty much. Plus, yeah, that's, that's good. Kaprizov's on the ice for 22 minutes. LeBron's on the court for 40 minutes yeah. playing with five guys. That's uh, that. That's the reason for that. It's not a big mystery. All right, All Patrick. Right. Good See stuff. We'll talk to you back. next week. All right. Yep. Let's end with the cooler. If you are a savvy hockey fan, you will want to watch Colorado Vegas tonight. Watch that score. It's a late one, so you don't necessarily have to stay up late, but be, be aware of this one. Colorado and Vegas tonight. This is kind of the, the Wild's last stand right now. They are one point behind Colorado. Colorado has a game in hand. They are five points behind Vegas. Um, Vegas and the Wild have played the same number of games. So not going to catch Vegas at this point. Really, you're hoping that Vegas wins tonight in regulation, gives the Wild a shot. You know, they'd, be, they'd be one point behind Colorado with two games left. Give the Wild a shot at maybe jumping up into second place, maybe hosting Colorado in that uh, in that first round playoff matchup which would be important so watch that tonight that's kind of the wild's last stand otherwise they're gonna be locked into third place in the in the west not the end of the world but this is their chance this is their chance to jump up and have an opportunity and, and be able to play these last two games of the regular season uh, with, with something on the line That'll do it for today. Thank you for joining me. Hope you enjoyed the show. Again, like I said, I think I'll have Cameron Bynum on Tuesday's show. Really enjoyed my conversation with Cam. He's uh, just a really, really good dude. I think he's going to he's gonna have a chance to uh, to make an impact with the Vikings this year. And I also talked to Bob Timmons on, uh, on Tuesday about an outdoor adventure, um, trying to go down the Mississippi River as fast as possible. Thank you for listening. Download this podcast if you would. Write a review if you have a moment. Always read Star Tribune and StarTribune.com, and we will catch you again on Tuesday.